0: Thanks for the invitation to journey alongside each other today. I hope you have had a good week. Last week, when I was recording the video, I was sitting outside with the bird feeder in the distance over my shoulder, unaware that there's a big magpie eating all the food. Magpies are bullies. If anyone has any idea how to stop them doing that, please let me know. It's one of these things that happens a lot in our garden. You focus on one part... Unaware of what is happening elsewhere. We tend to gravitate to one area when we have our social distancing circle of friends. And from the corner of your eye, sometimes you notice something going on in another part where most of the squirrels or or the deer or, or the fox spend their time. It's how we live as humans. We gravitate towards what is familiar. Safety is found in what we know Perhaps we read Bible stories in the same way, gravitate towards the familiar, the well-known interpretations. But there are stories we know about but don't tell very often. The book of Acts is generally full of them. And We've been retelling some of them over the last few weeks. There are stories within stories, stories about ourselves that shift our focus away from the familiar. And so today we travel to the city of Philippi in Greece. And meet there the saints of God, whose names are vaguely familiar, but their stories perhaps not quite so. Let us pray. Loving God, breadth of love and depth of hope, we gather here in love's name, for it is how we have been shaped And what we are called to be. And we give thanks for the generations of followers who have spoken of and lived by such love. And we will do so here now, again and again. For our souls know love's calling. And our spirits hear her voice. And we know a place called home that is broad in its welcome and deep in its grace, and we all belong, each one of us, carrying as we do too much pain and holding on to too much hurt. And so we seek to unburden, to be forgiven for what we have or haven't done, said or left unsaid. Loving God, in the grace that forgives and the love that heals, we meet you and each other. Seek renewal from you and from one another. Confess to you and to each other. And seek a new beginning from you and each other. A healing place, a renewing place. A loving place. Hear us as we say the global prayer together. Our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For Yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever. Amen. This is walk to church Sunday, and if you haven't been able to walk to church, then maybe you're listening to this podcast, after the garden or outside for a walk. And if you are, then I invite you just to look around you and find something that is purple. Because the colour purple, as we know, is an expensive colour and it begins its life as a small sea snail. And these snails are milked for the secretion, which is purple. Sometimes the snail itself is crushed. Now, this was a big industry in the city of Thyatira, a city that had many business guilds. Indeed Thyatira had more guilds than any other contemporary city, and among inscriptions one related to the Guild of Dyers. The water of the area was so well adapted for dyeing, there was no other place that could produce the red-purple cloth, out of which fezes were so brightly and permanently dyed. The blue-purple shade was equally as important. And the city was known internationally for its purple cloth worn by blue purple nobility, and red purple for emperors. It is also a city on the edge of present-day Turkey, looking west towards east, towards Greece and Europe. This is the story of a woman from Thyatira who moved to Philippi, in Greece just in Europe and no more. And it is here that we tell the story.
1: During the night, Paul had a vision. There stood a man of Macedonia, pleading with him and saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. When he had seen the vision, we immediately tried to cross over to Macedonia being convinced that God had called us to proclaim the good news to them. We set sail from Troas and took a straight course to Samothrace, the following day to Neapolis and from there to Philippi, which is a leading city of the district of Macedonia and a Roman colony. We remained in this city for some days On the Sabbath day we went outside the gate by the river where we were supposed there was a place of prayer and we sat down and spoke to the women who had gathered there. A certain woman named Lydia, a worshipper of God, was listening to us. She was from the city of Thyatira and a dealer in purple cloth the Lord opened her heart to listen eagerly to what was said by Paul. When she and her household were baptised, she urged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come and stay at my home. And she prevailed upon us. Beneath
0: the well-known stories are other stories. They have grown less in the telling, for they have been told less. They're more earthy, more grounded. They feel different. Such stories aren't told as often, and indeed too many miss them altogether. These lesser stories and their characters often clash with the way things have become, the way we expect things to be and to work out. They even question some of the principles that we have built things on. There is such a story in Acts, a character we feel we have heard of, perhaps, but none of us could really retell their story. And the subtle details escape us completely. Yet they hold open a door on a whole new perspective that asks us to question and reassess our presumptions. This is the story of Lydia, the woman in purple. It was a rare colour, for a rare woman, a business woman who had become a widow but taken over her husband's business. And bought and sold the most expensive of cloth that only royalty and emperors could wear. And Lydia. Lydia was festooned from head to toe in a plethora of shades of the colour. But that wasn't why she was important. She was wealthy. She had a status in the town. She was clearly known and was no easy pushover. I'm quite sure it could be quite a business negotiating deals and she clearly didn't give in easily. But that wasn't why she was important either. She was listening to Paul by the harbour one day and was convinced by his message, upon which she was baptised, along with her entire household. We hear of that a number of times in Acts. What the head of the household decides everyone else follows. And that was true, but it wasn't why she was important. On being baptised, she opened her home to the Apostle. She offered hospitality, a place to belong, a community. There again do you see those characteristics of resurrection. You meet new life. Resurrected life is a place of hospitality and a place of belonging in a place of community. There you find Jesus among you. Here it is again. We really need to remember these characteristics. It is on these we build the church. But even that isn't why Lydia is important. Lydia's importance is found by that river where she listened to Paul. This river flows into Europe. She she looks in that direction. She sees beyond. And in Lydia, we find Europe's first convert. Now, that may not be as shattering as we might have wished it to be, but think about it. This continent we are part of, whether we voted Brexit or not, the first Christian convert, the one to open her door to the faith, the one to let the light of Christianity shine, was this woman Lydia. In these first days, here is a story beneath too many other stories that crowds it out of a woman who was the first recorded European convert, a woman who was one of the first leaders of a Christian congregation. Paul had no issue with this. Prejudice would eventually win, however, and still holds the upper hand in so many ways as it is sadly professed with genuine conviction by some as divine order. But stories such as Lydia's challenge us and serve as a corrective for us, enlighten and expose us. These stories clear the ground of our prejudices and are waiting to be told by us and for us in the years to come as we grow into what we will be. Such stories call us into the future without putting anyone down because of gender or cultural status or local bias or institutional prejudice. These lesser-known stories are stories to tell, to proclaim, to light our way. And while we generally perhaps believe we don't have this inbuilt bias, the truth is almost otherwise. It is a story that comes out of the vague mists to remind us people outside our gate, outside our fringe of social acceptance. People unfamiliar who are not traditionally given a voice or a place in our life here, whom we do not yet know, are often most open to good news, have the greatest power to shift us and broaden us and enrich us. We can be so familiar with our own ways, yet Lydia, the first to invite Christianity into Europe, Our heritage reminds us of a gospel opened because of hospitality, of seeing beyond ourselves and made known in sharing and living the resurrected life. The early church began looking outward across a continent and all the cultures this new version of the faith would encounter and be changed by as it changed others, engaging with and being challenged by others. Without trying to dumb this down, it may be a wee reminder to send a postcard from wherever you are this year on holiday, even if it is just down the road. It's a symbolic gesture that reminds us we are one family. We stretch beyond our local area. We are a global family and those who live here, well we bring back to this place the experiences of that wider family, that diversity of the faith and all are valuable. But more than that, this summer we offer a new project involving postcards. Our community team are inviting us all to write a postcard that simply starts Dear Friend, followed by a few words of hope and encouragement and that we are thinking of each other. Send them to us and we will send them round our parish and community including our local residential homes, thus keeping in contact especially with those least able. Now we hope to be able to send out over 550 postcards Now, more information is in the bulletin and on the website. And postcards can be from anywhere. They can be local. They can be postcards you've never used, but you found tucked in a drawer somewhere. It's the thought that genuinely does count. And in such a way, we create community, share the breadth of our living beyond ourselves, becoming more aware of the breadth of who we are, the depth of what we belong to, and it's just part of an ongoing project of connecting with people as we did at Harvest and Christmas and Easter. And we wish to do the same this summer by sending local postcards to local people, over 550 of them. So please do pick up this project if you can. Information in the bulletin and on the website. Let us pray. Creating God. Beyond our own circles, we pray. Looking outwards beyond the familiar, we pray. Aware of a vast world and many cultures, we pray. And in the context of being in the world, and in the truth we are all one humanity, and in the challenge that we are all each other's brothers and sisters, our prayers feel different as we pray for our wider family, local and global. Pray expecting justice for those who are our neighbours in whatever part of the world we find ourselves. For leaders of the richest countries to find moral policies towards the rest. That we do not lose our humanity in tackling pandemics and injustice. That we are seen to reprioritize priorities and in doing so don't forget to prioritise the least. That we are aware we can shift the focus of our world or we can choose not to, but we have a voice that can be heard. That we can live our prayers in the world, leave the words lying on our pews and take the tasks into our neighbourhoods and communities so that the poorest in Brazil's flavelas hear us, those in Gaza, Syria, Yemen, Mali hear us. And those most local to us, our families and our friends, those who need our support here; who are unwell physically, distressed mentally, who are worried about jobs and education and welfare, that they hear us. Loving God, how big a world we pray for. Too much to handle, to sort. But may we live here, in balance with creation. That our prayers in this place, this local family, always have an eye beyond ourselves, towards our neighbours, towards creation, towards our planet, towards the love that created it all, that we might be your people of hope, of justice, of truth. So be it. Amen. May we go now and live beyond ourselves in love's name in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the common life of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amén. to Pat for reading today. Thanks to you all for joining us today. I hope you are out for a walk while listening to this and hear these words in a new context. Life continues online at nkchurch.org.uk, though things are slowing up a wee bit for the summer, the summer where I hope there'll be less rain and more sunshine. However, we still offer some activities to keep ourselves busy and connected. More details about the postcard project are in the bulletin and you can download that from the website or have it emailed to you. You can subscribe in the front page of the website if you haven't already done so. And there are details about um, the postcard project on the, the website too. We're heading also towards COP26 and we are creating four windows in the hall to recognise this. One window a month. For July, we're creating a beginnings themed window and we would like to display a few dinosaurs. In fact, we invite you to create your own. I'm off to create a Rodisaurus, but you can do your own and post it into us or email it. Or you can use the templates you'll find in the bulletin or on the website to colour in your own dinosaur and send it on to us if you have grandchildren somewhere in the world or you are connecting with us from somewhere farth of us, then please do send in your more exotic versions. It's going to be fabulous. So lots to keep busy. Please continue to be careful and safe. And we'll see you next time. Take care, everyone.